Welcome back to BXB, the Bronx Baseball Podcast. C-Mac and K-Mac joining you on a football Friday. We were waiting on something substantial. Not a trade. Obviously, we had the Juan Soto trade. We were waiting on a substantial signing to come together. And, I mean, this signing with Marcus Stroman, there's so many layers to peel back, so much to talk about, Chris. How's it going, man? Uh, we're about to get into it once we get the Twitch link up and get some people in the chat. Yeah, I'm good, Keith. How are you, man? I'm looking forward to it. It's been too long. we got to get this uh, thing up and running. Plenty of Yankee news. Hopefully it's not the last signing, and that's my fear. So we'll see if there's yeah, we'll anything have, else to discuss after today. We'll have that discussion. I think we'll break this down as far as, like, you know, the nonsense, the tweets, and his yeah. attitude. Then we'll actually talk about the Yankees' need and his fit. Then we'll talk about the contract, and then we'll talk about what happens next as far as another signing, or is this the end of adding to the rotation, which I don't think you could be done on January 11th, now 12th. Um, Just retweeted on Twitch. I see some people in the chat. What up in the Twitch chat? Trying to get uh, BXB back off the ground. Um, We did just a little intro right now, but I'm kind of waiting for some people to join the live audience before we actually get into it. Um, obviously, I'm Keith McPherson. This is Chris McMonagle, C-Mac and K-Mac. If you guys are unaware, unfamiliar, hey, who logged me out of Twitch? Maybe I'll just go from my phone because I see. Um, Ops094, good afternoon. Let's go, Yankees. Let's go. Um we're going to make this probably a quick one. I think we can knock everything down in 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Let me go to the chat just to be interactive with you guys. Thanks for pulling up to watch the return of this. To watch the return of this. Yep, you could just hear that echo on my phone. All right, so let's let's get into it. I uh, you know, I was on last night. I feel blessed. I feel yeah. lucky. Like I got on the night Juan Soto news broke, got the first word on it. And I knew last night, going into the station last night, we knew that there was a report that said the Yankees offered Blake Snell. And then there also was a report that, you know, Marcus Stroman and the Yankees were close. But if you go back a couple days ago, Monday, I think we heard that Marcus Stroman was interested, but the Yankees weren't interested. Then we heard that the Yankees were interested. Either way, all in all. And they were the favorites. And it was back to the Yamamoto days where just the the reports were conflicting and it was just like – you don't even know what to believe. You don't know. You don't. You literally don't know what to believe. No. And I know I've been saying this a lot. Believe half of what you see, none of what you hear, because it's the wild, wild west out here on Twitter. It's like, uh, like who's credible, who's not. There's so yeah. many of these reporters nowadays too, where it's like, who is this guy? Like I was reading the guy. I think his name's Miguel Gonzalez Man. last night. Where I'm like, is this guy credible? And he's the one that put out the numbers for Snell at, right. um, you know, five years, thirty million a year, 150 million. Right. Which, yeah, we have no idea if that's true. What we know is that they did make him an offer and that he refused it. And it was, you know, that was more encouraging, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I know, uh, you know, we both are okay with the Strowman signing. And I, and I think Strowman's a good pitcher and he makes the Yankees better. But I was looking for someone more like Snell, someone more like, uh, you know, Burns or Bieber, someone a little bit you could really pencil in as the number two starter on this team because I think that's what they need. Uh, so that was encouraging. I, I saw that sign. <clears throat> the report that they offered the contract. And then it was almost like immediately he turned down the contract and then right back to Stroman. And it, and it makes you wonder one of two things, whether that was not the first offer sent or that's not the first time they've been talking to Snell, because 
I don't know if you expect the first offer to be accepted. Like the idea that I took that as the beginning of hopefully negotiating with Snell, not some sort of, okay, well, he turned it down. I have to pivot immediately. And so it makes you wonder if that was even just put out there to kind of feed us, the fans, as in, hey, we tried. Now we have to go to a lesser option. And and it was never that serious with Snell. And ultimately, you know, it's disappointing that, uh, you know, I know me and you differ on this. I get the feeling that now the Yankees are done. Now, that's the feeling I get right now. I, I, I understand you, that feeling. That's the pessimistic yeah. Yankee fan feeling of like, yeah. just like and last year. And I'm usually year the other happened. guy, Keith. I'm usually the other guy. I'm usually positive and optimistic in defending Brian Cashman, but uh, it's hard to think they're going to do more here. I just, uh, it's unless last it's year, Hal because- said we're not done. And we, in fact, we're yeah. actually done. So, yeah. But I just, what, I, I don't- what I'll say is Chris, it's, it's January 12th. Like when he said, we're not done. Um, it was later on. Like yeah. we were, we were done. We were close to like press conference time and, um, yeah. you know, uh, being wrapped up. So I'll say this about snow. I just keep leaning on his relationship with Judge. A week ago, Friday, yeah. January 5th, the All Rise Foundation put out a 2022 leadership um, clubhouse video from Snell Zilla dropping some knowledge about building up teammates and friends when they are struggling. And it's like right. Blake Snell in his car talking about, you know, remind remind your teammates who they are. Like trying to paint them in a good light. And I'm like, okay, sure. this is timely. So I want to believe that Scott Boris – who the initial report last week was that there is privately expressed interest where I'm like, there's no privately expressed interest. If I'm reading this on Twitter, now it's right. public to everyone. I believe that they've been talking back and forth for a couple weeks now, let's say last week and this week, at least like since we got into the new year, that contract out there, Snell is seeking um, reportedly a longer term deal and more money. Wait yep. it out. Let him wait it out. If it's if he wants to go join Ron Washington and they're going to go run down the West, like Ron Washington said, with the Angels out there and be yeah. in the bottom of the AL, go go for it. If that's where you want to be, go for it. If you want to win, if you want to compete, you want to join your buddy Judge, then what are you waiting for? Uh, sign the deal. But that's here. Here's how we get into the Stroman conversation, right? Yeah. The the move for Stroman on January 11th to me is a move saying, hey, we're not going to wait on you. Um, it's a good deal. We can yeah. take Marcus Stroman, who let bygones be bygones. Cashman, Cashman would be the number one person to say, hey, this guy personally attacked me and the job that I've done and my yeah. team. But what I laugh about is the Yankee fan saying, oh, he talked about our team. He talked about the Yankees a couple years ago. He talked about Brian Cashman. That's what you do every day. That's your own. Every there's, day. There, there's thousands of people. Their only function is to get on yeah. Twitter and criticize Brian Cashman and the Yankees. So yeah. how, how are you talking out of the other side of your mouth saying that Strowman can't say yeah. that? Do you care about the, the tweets? specifically the tweets about the Yankees. There were some other tweets we'll talk about, but the yeah. tweets about the Yankees rotation no. and Brian Cashman from when he was, he was clearly trying to get traded here. And Cashman yeah. said, eh, he might be a bullpen piece for us. He wouldn't make our rotation. Right. In the, in the postseason, he wouldn't be an impact player. And then he went off. And then since he made, he made disparaging comments about the, uh, the rest of the rotation that besides Cole, nobody could, is going to be anywhere near as good as he's going to be for the next three, four, five years or whatever his comment was. And no, specifically Yankee content on, on Twitter, anything he said about the Yankee organization, anything he said about now current teammates, anything he said about Brian Cashman. No, I don't care. And neither do the Yankees. Uh, this is, you know, it's just one of those things where it's an easy fix to be honest with you at the press conferences is, Hey, look, I was disappointed in some of the things that were said. I was looking to be here. And clearly he is like, whatever you want to say about him, this is a deal I, I, could, I think you could argue of any free agent signing made this year, period, 
you could it, this is the deal you could point to and say this is the best value any team has got for a player. Like Strowman to get this deal, the same money that Lucas Giolito got. There you go. I mean, I was just looking I mean, up this his contract. Is, it's it's the same. It's almost the same deal. So I mean, the idea that he's getting a, this is a proven performer yep. year in and two year years, out. thirty-eight point five million for the Red Sox to sign Lucas Giolito, right. who was so, tossed around last money. year, and um, yeah. So this I was mean, clearly a Marcus Strowman. I I I want to be a Yankee. This is my probably one opportunity to pitch for the Yankees yep. to be home. I yep. will sign for the low because it's not a robust, robust, robust market right there for me right now right. with, with MLB. Like how many teams right. that we, I, we didn't even hear his name linked to any other teams. No, no. Or anybody. And it's certainly not the Yankees either now, but yeah, I, I understand his market at the moment. And some of these markets are, are waiting for the numbers to fall down, but look at the, not like, look, we just, I just mentioned the Lucas Giolito contract. who got more money. Look at Montas who got 16 million. Didn't pitch last year. Got 16 million for one year. I mean, I think eventually. Severino got this, 13 million. And he Severino, was, like, it was yeah, Lance, it was terrible. The numbers Lance Lynn got. And I mean, early on, I mean, I think eventually the market would have come to Stroman where he would have got a better deal than this. So I think it's clear he wanted to be a Yankee. He reached out to them. He offered, you know, he was willing to take a deal that they offered. He goes right onto Instagram. So all that stuff can be brushed aside. I always wanted to be a Yankee. Uh, you know, I was frustrated. Sometimes I let, you know, I'm an excitable guy and I let, let it get the I'm an immature, you know, I let I let it get the better of me. But ultimately, I can't tell you how excited I am to be here. Blah, 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 blah. I think that's an easy fix. The the stuff that, you know, going after people, getting involved in every single conversation. Uh, you know, painting people with brushes, quite honestly, you know, and it's that that are hard, you know, and stains you don't want to be associated with. He has no problem throwing around certain things. And, you know, that's the kind of stuff. And really, the only issue I have with it is how the nature of him being so, you know, thin skinned and sensitive, like he's going to deal with adversity. Every pitcher does. And right now, this fan base is is going to harp on him, and there's going to be a moment where he struggles, and he's going to get feedback, whether it be live at the ballpark or on social media or yep. wherever, and he's going to have to be able to deal with it better than he's dealt with it prior. Now, it hasn't been – the Yankee fan hasn't – he hasn't had to deal with them personally. Uh, you know, he has, but it, it hasn't been a, a connect where he was actually playing for the team. I'm hoping he would realize that he can't behave the same way with fans of the own organization, but that he's playing for, but that's more my concern than necessarily going back and looking at what he said to the Yankees. The point is he's going to get flack. The Yankee fan base is he's he gets no honeymoon. The second he's bad, they're going to harp on him. They're going to be looking to get after him. If, if he's, I, I think a lot of Yankee fans don't like the signing. A lot of Yankee fans don't want the signing. And ultimately if he pitches great, yeah, sure. It'll be no problem. We'll all embrace him. But if he pitches poorly, he is going to hear it. How does he react to it? Because when he hears things up until this point, when he hears criticism, when people get on him, when people send send him stuff, he's the first one to respond. He's the first one to get, you know, try and get back at them, the first one to clap back. He's got to stop that. So that's my even, concern. Even jumping in into things that don't involve him. So I had Anthony Recker on the other night and and Rec, I'm familiar with through working with him at MLB Network. And I remember when the whole Alec Manoa thing happened, um, they had a hypothetical thing going on on MLB tonight that night and they asked something about like you know who would you have in your rotation if you were starting or like like young pitchers under a certain age something right. like that and he he said Alec Manoa but he had a caveat to it to say like but he's got to like you know really get in the gym show that he wants it but that got taken out of context basically people thought it was Anthony Recker calling him fat saying he needs to work out and eat less and right. Stroman jumped into that Twitter <clears throat> back and forth right. and 
And Rec is like, listen, man, I'm not doing this Twitter with you. Like, if you want to have a conversation with me, I'm available. Like, you can right. get my phone number, whatever. So what I'm right. saying is Stro has to, with the Yankees, delete yeah. the app, lock in, focus. We're trying to win the World Series. Right. You don't need to be out there being Twitter fingers, being some type of keyboard warrior, Cape Crusader on right. X. Like, it, it serves no purpose now. And I, I, I think this, I think that the Yankees don't care about – shaking up the clubhouse i keep leaning on once i saw them bring josh donaldson here you would think josh donaldson is a hell no especially wash donaldson an old version of him like why add him to the team after he specifically called out your ace and started the whole sticky stuff checks they don't care so now you've got him in the clubhouse talking about stroman you've got verdugo in the clubhouse you got juan soto who is just a whole otherworldly being himself with aaron judge the captain garrett cole who's garrett cole I think that they will come together for the greater good. I, I do expect uh, Aaron Judge to lead like a captain, and I do yeah. expect guys like Anthony Rizzo to be a veteran, DJ to be a veteran, and, and everyone yeah. to fall in line, and Boone being, you know, a cool dad to find a way to navigate and, you know, keep everybody under control so that we can get back to the World Series. Mm-hmm. Literally, that is the only goal this year. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. And that's the other thing. I know you I, – I, you know, I got a lot of calls, I'm assuming so did you, about – the idea that he's a cancer in the clubhouse and, and all this stuff. Maybe and, for and the that, that I, shitty ass clubhouse. Maybe. Yeah, I, that, I agree. I think the leadership in the room is good. I do. I think Rizzo and judge. So I'm not so concerned about that either. It's just, uh, I, I, I agree. Cole, I think Cole is absolutely the leader of the pitching staff. You got judge there, Rizzo. I think Boone, one of his strengths, are, you know, is kind of getting that room right. I have no problem. I didn't have a problem when Donaldson got traded here. The thought that, oh, he he, he went after Cole. I thought that would – And, he's, and he's, he was he's, known as a dick pretty much yeah. all throughout baseball. Yeah. Right, no, of course. But, you know, he came there and immediately – you know he's he's drunk at the the judge birthday party. He's buying pictures of judge at, at uh, you know uh, well, charity I'd events. Be, like, I'd be drunk at judge yeah. birthday party too, whether I knew him or not. I'd be like, hey, so, judge, yeah, what's up, big guy? So I I think I think that's not an issue. I think I I, I like the leadership uh, with this team right now. It's just a it's a matter of him dealing with it. Like same thing with Rodon, right? Rodon said all the right things when he first got signed. He sure. talked about embracing the booze, embracing the pressure, wants to be that kind of pitcher, wants to – and I'm like, okay, this guy gets it. I'm and not then, here to pitch in April and May. I'm here to pitch in right. October. <laughs> and then he's and then he's blowing kisses out in Anaheim. It's just like so – his worst start was in October against the yeah. Royals. He well, was yeah. terrible. No, I know. He was well, terrible. And he's – to me, he's the most important, important part because now we look for – listen, to, to, put an, to, to put a capsule on the, the Stroman signing itself, it's hard to argue – that it doesn't make the Yankees better. It makes the Yankees better. He 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 is a he's a better pitcher than uh, you know Weber or whoever they were going to have Beater or whoever they were going to have as their fifth starter. Like this yeah. makes Luke them Weaver. Or, yeah, Luke uh, Weaver. Cody what Poteen. I said, Weber Weaver. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I but there Weber, was a Weaber. Weber recently, didn't we have a Weber? Yeah, in, um, yeah. There, yeah. Well, he was like that light. He was like that light tossing uh, junk baller. Uh, that's, Weber. That's not right? a wrong I, name. That was definitely a, that yeah. was definitely a name. Well, Ryan yeah, Ryan yeah, Weber. Yeah, but I don't think he's, yeah, I don't think he's with them anymore. I'm not sure. I meant I meant Weaver, the the guy they but, just sent two million dollars. But the name was in but your head Weaver, for a reason. He yeah. recently was with the Yankees, right? But you know, Weaver or or Beater or whomever else was going to be that fifth starter. This solidifies the the rotation, stabilizes it. He's an excellent fourth starter, a solid third starter. You know exactly when to get from him as long as he's healthy. Uh, I think it, it's a it's a good solid move. Plus, you add the contract. The contract is tremendous. I think it's a great deal. But the problem is, this is supposed to be an all-in year. 
This is supposed to be the year that they chase the championship. What up, Gallo? What up, Gallo? With, what's up? Um, this is supposed to be they they chase the championship, and they're supposed to they were supposed to get another starter to go with Cole because Rodon. If Rodon is that guy, like I know we just mentioned him, that's what made me think of all this. If Rodon reverts back to the pitcher he was two years ago, where he's you know the best strikeout rate in the National League, and he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. I feel a hell of a lot better about this Stroman signing. Now we have that number two in Rodon, and we have uh, a guy who can, you know, bolster the rotation. I feel a lot better about it, but it's such a question mark on what Rodon is to go into this season and really say, okay, we are the 2024 Yankees, we are the best team in the American League, and we are one of the favorites to win the World Series along with the Dodgers. They needed a, they need Snell, they need uh, Montgomery, they need. Burns, they need Bieber, they need a legitimate second guy. I think it's Corbin and, Burns or or we're beat, dude. And that's a good that's a good well, that's, segue into yeah, like, okay, thing. I don't think Monty is a real option. I don't think he wants no. to be here. Essentially, we have chosen Rodon over Monty. Um, when we're looking at this rotation and how Strowman fits, I think everybody's penciling him in as a three. And right. you just mentioned Rodon having to have a bounce, but he has to. There's no has there's to. no excuse. Has to have a right. bounce back year and be available all year. So Cole, right. Rodon, Strowman. Nestor Clark, we we think right now, but you need one rotation. more guy, yeah. one more guy, and you can bump Clark out. Or if Nestor gets hurt coming back, right. or Rodon is trash, you don't feel like, oh, here we go, we got to rely on Will Warren or Luis Heel. Right. I think that's that what, it's early yeah, in yeah. the game, Chris. I think that there's enough time for um, trades to still be made, and for a signing to potentially be made when they look at the market and and yeah. no one's there. Go ahead. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like I never like everyone said they needed two pitchers and and I I guess I was I was sort of on that for a while but I never expected Clark Schmidt to be knocked out of this rotation. What do you are you really going to transfer Clark Schmidt to the to the bullpen? Are you going to I mean He's are you going to make starter. him the long man six starter? I mean listen inevitably with this team and especially with the guys in this rotation you'll need that six starter. A six starter might make fifteen to twenty five starts somewhere in there. So I mean I understand that but I just I'm not sure about that and now. Like you look at where they are with the payroll wise, as good as this contract was, they're up around three hundred million now after arbitration, and you are looking at a dollar for dollar. They are at the, the tax threshold. I believe I'm right on this. That they're going to be at the tax threshold where every dollar they spend is two dollars. So you are looking if you are if even if Blake Snell falls down to twenty six, twenty seven million dollars, which I don't think he will, but if he does. Now you're talking about $50 million for Blake Snell, 52, 54 million. If he gets 30 million, it's 60 million a year for Blake Snell. And the idea that now that's a long-term deal next year, it's so imperative to go sign Juan Soto. I just don't know if the Yankees are going to be willing to spend double the money where they are now in the tax threshold that the trade, like that. I think Burns Burns has just signed his arbitration for 15 million. I, I could see 30 million for one year in a Burns like that still makes sense to me. You know, whatever Bieber's making, probably less than that. For one year, you pay double that contract for one season. It's off the books. You reestablish what you need to do next offseason. That makes sense to me. Given, you know, given Snell now $50 million this year, along with $30 million a year, presumably moving forward, and it could be $60 million a year if you don't get under lethal luxury tax, which I can't imagine them doing if they need to go sign Juan Soto. So, I mean, you're talking about giving Blake Snell, who I like, 
who I think is a damn good pitcher, who I specifically want for this year because I want the best available for this next coming season. But do I trust Blake Snell at 50, 60 million a year over the next six years? Which is, I know you can't look at it exactly like that. Other dollars get, it's, it, it's not one for Don't one. He's getting 60, but like, that's what, like, it made sense before this move that they were willing to do something like that. Now they had the 18 million. They've got a pitcher in this rotation. They, they don't have to, in their minds, go out and get another big-time pitcher. I, I think you're right. There's time to do it. If the market really collapses on a Snell or a Montgomery, maybe it's plausible. But it's very difficult for me to think that the Yankees are going to go out and get a, be- and, uh, get a better pitcher than, than Stroman right now. I just I, They might go get another guy, but I, I just it's hard for me. To, I, I think they're done. And for me, it's unf- I don't think that's good enough. Like I just they're willing to go spend this three hundred million on on Yamamoto, and that's why again I don't want to harp on that conversation. We, me, and you never really had it on this podcast, at least. Like I, that's why I was so angry. And you mentioned the nights you got to be on. You know, I was on right after the Yamamoto signing, and I was screaming all night long because I was pissed. <laughs> off. I was sick, and I was yeah. happy that you took that show. Yeah, and I, I had to do five and a half hours of, of it was five and a half hours of pissed off McMonagall, and a lot of people didn't understand it. Chris, he's barely he hasn't thrown a pitch in the major leagues. Chris, three hundred twenty-five million dollars is crazy for that. Chris, we don't even know how good he's going to be. Chris, they'll move on to someone else. And my point was, are they? Because it really felt like the Yankees were willing to do this that Brian Cashman loved him and Brian Cashman was willing to sell Hal Steinbrenner on. Listen, I know the financial restraints that this will cause us, but I'm telling you, this guy is world-class. This puts us over the top. We need to go do get this guy. And he was the one guy, much like the Mets felt the same way about him. The one guy they were going to be willing to go above and beyond for and make sure they got a stud top of the rotation pitcher. And the minute he left, you got the sense immediately there was no plan B. They're just out there trying to figure it out. And this is figuring it out because Cole Snell is too much money for their liking. The asking for the the, the trades are too much. And they rushed out because they wanted to make sure they got something. And this deal fell in their lap, much like the Stanton deal, where it was like, hey, how do we turn down Stanton for, for Castro? I mean, it's a crazy deal. How do you say no? And the same thing, Stroman gives them a ring and says, hey, I'll give you an undermarket fair value trade uh, for a fair value signing. And they're like, OK, let's take it because I don't know what else is coming down the pike. And now I think my feeling is they're done, that this is it. And ultimately, look, if you look at the team – it's probably good enough to contend and then come trade deadline, maybe a name emerges, another starter we're not even thinking of, or Burns or Bieber emerge as more of a trade value, uh, a trade target, and maybe they could swing something at the trade deadline. The season's never done and the roster's never done until after the trade deadline, so I'll leave it open till there. But this rotation doesn't do it for me right now. And I just my, – my feeling is this was the move. And it's just if it's the move, it's not good enough. Everything else is complaints about the Yankees and going after Yankee fan bases. His The idea he could be a cancer in the rotation. If everything works out and he's everything you expect him to be and he pitches to a 3-4, 3-5 ERA and he makes 30 starts, it still doesn't make me that excited. Like I wanted to be excited with the move they made in the rotation, the way I was excited at the way they went out and got – um, Soto and change the dynamic of the lineup. I, I, they haven't I think they changed know that, the dynamic Chris. of the rotation. I think more than ever, they're listening to the fan base. When I saw yeah. Brian Cashman at the GM meetings, I'm like, this guy reads Twitter too much. This guy has mm-hmm. literally got like prepared statements to respond to like 
Yankees old Jordan arguments. Threads. Yeah. Old arguments, things that it's like yeah. nobody's even asking you. Like we're not asking you about that, Brian. Yeah. So yeah. I think they listen more than ever. And I yeah. think they they hear they hear you, they hear me. And I'm saying they're not done on January 11th. They better not be done mm-hmm. for multiple reasons. Time, let this play out, see how the market um shakes out with Snell. If Montgomery can't get back to Texas, I was talking to uh one of my guests, maybe it was Dave Sims. Texas right now has an issue with Bally Sports who broadcast yes. their games. They got to get that sorted out before they could really spend the money on Jordan Montgomery. Okay. So right now, Monty's souring on the thought of coming back to the Yankees, but maybe if he's not able to go back to his preferred destination, he'll swallow his pride and he'll come back. I don't want him, honestly, because I'm like, I want the guy that wants oh. New York, like Marcus Stroman. Also in the yeah. trade market, three hours ago, my guys at Bleacher Report, shout out to Vince, who does the BR walk-off stuff. He put a picture up of Shane Bieber that said Shane Bieber is considered very unlikely to be traded by the Guardians. So right. now add him to the report that was with um, Dylan Cease a couple days ago that he is unlikely to be traded, um, yeah. just settled on. So if that just leaves Corbin Burns, I think it, it's Corbin Burns, Burns or some random Cashman trade. Yeah, here's the other one from January 10th. There's more of a sense that the White Sox should keep Dylan Cease heading into 2024. Maybe they will. So if it, if it's just Corbin Burns as far as an ace, then then I would like to see them get him. I don't think they're done though because I think they know that the fans are like, this isn't it. Marcus Stroman, the guy that talked trash about us, the guy that that's a hothead that we don't know what's going to be. You can't bank on him. We need more. Do more. I think time wise, this was a chess move to say, okay, we'll put money in Marcus Stroman because this guy's yeah. desperate. We're desperate. He wants to be a Yankee, and this deal, this deal doesn't hurt Cashman at all. Cash is probably looking at the deals for these pitchers like Cease. Yeah. They're trying to ask for Spencer Jones, J- Jason Dominguez. No. Yeah. Uh, Corbin Burns, Bieber. No. He's got time, though, because those demands will come down when we get into spring training and teams see what they actually have. And when the Yankees see what they actually have, I think they know that Nestor, like as much as I love Nestor and I think he's a good dude and and, and a great story, they know what Nestor has been throughout his career. He had one good all-star year. He's got to stay healthy and come back to it. Rodon, no, they they don't have anything they can bank on besides Cole. And we can't bank on Cole being an AL Cy Young winner back-to-back no. years. Who was the last back-to-back AL no. Cy Young winner? It just it no. doesn't happen. No. So I say that to this to get to our, our next spot, right? In this rotation, we think that he's the three. We think it's Cole. We think it's Rodon if Rodon can return the form because he's getting mm-hmm. paid to be a number two. Yeah. Stroman, Nestor Cortez, Clark Schmidt. Okay. Yes. Um, this guy was hurt last year, right? So, like, it wouldn't be the Yankees without somebody getting hurt in spring training. How many right. – we've seen that happen to Severino multiple times. That happened to Rodon multiple times. So, like, right. closing this whole thing about I think there's going to be more and I think they're listening and I think they know – I think they know they have to either make a trade or buy another starting pitcher because of injuries and because of the question marks around all the guys in their current rotation. No, I, I don't disagree, but I, I, my point is I don't know. Like, even if, what Mon, what's Montgomery's number going to fall to? Because I, I don't think they view him – I think they view him the same way they view Snell. I'd really like to get him, but I'm not spending crazy money for him because I don't view him the same way I view Yami, Yamamoto. So, yeah, I mean, could, are they going to go get another starting pitcher? Sure. Paxton? Like, I mean, Hell I no. think that's – that's but that's the move. I think I think you're right that they're going to go out and try and get another starter, and we'll see if the, the trade venue is the one that really still speaks to me where there, there's a possibility because the numbers see, aren't I'm crazy. I'm looking at there. names, <clears throat> Mike Clevenger, Hingen Ryu, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. um, those are the names. No, no, I don't, I don't think James I don't Paxton, think it's gonna be. Yeah, Michael I think Lorenzen, Zach Greinke, yeah. Rich Hill. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think I I just I would be shocked now at this point if they get Snell or Montgomery. I'd be shocked. I think they're going to get one of those players that you just mentioned. Maybe. James Caprillion, and, and, and come maybe, back home, second tour. Yeah, I mean, listen, and they might still be on the Burns trade market. They might still be on the trade market because those number, uh, you know, Cease doesn't really make any money. Chichi Gonzalez tours. out there, come back. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, like, if they – if they Noah if, if the numbers fall on Burns – yeah, right. Since they got Stroman, let's have that stupid conversation because these dense Mets fans in my mentions are like, oh, what do you say now, Keith? This guy pitched for the Cubs last year, and he was an all-star. He was in conversation for the NL Cy Young in the beginning Early of the on. year. Yeah, no, he was. You, he was you bums in Queens <laughs> picked up a guy that we oh, put on yeah. waivers oh, I and see. then I another see. guy that Yankee fans were turning the TV off in the second inning because he couldn't get through it. It's a big difference bes- between you picking up Luis Severino, Harrison Bader with the richest owner in the sport, dumpster diving mm-hmm. for Yankee leftovers, and us <laughs> saying, oh, Marcus Stroman, you want to yeah. be a Yankee? Well, yes. here's 18 million a year for two years. That good enough? Good. Yeah. All right, come on down. Yeah, no, it's it's clear it's clearly different. It's clearly different. I mean, those guys, Severino was horrible, and and they released Bader. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not the same as a guy who was. Horrible, you're right. An and he got hurt. Year. He didn't even finish the season yeah. being trash. He was hurt yeah. again, which has been his mo. I love yeah. Sevy like every other Yankee fan. But what hurts my heart about Sevy is he was the homegrown ace that was promised that was yeah. never available. Oh, we gave no. him a contract. Early thinking we were getting him for the low, he won that deal. Oh, of course. No, I mean the second pen hit paper. He got he hurt himself signing the contract. I mean that's literally what happened. So I, I agree. And I mean I think there's a, the the Mets are doing the Mets are throwing anything against the wall and see if it sticks. They they're low risk low reward hunting right now. Uh, Bader's an excellent defensive center fielder. We all know it. He can hit left handed uh, pitching at a 900 like OPS uh, 900 OPS like pace but he can't hit right-handed pitching he can't stay healthy and overall he's just not an everyday starting center fielder I think I think that's pretty obvious about what he's been not good not for a championship level team at least not for what the Mets should still be striving to be Uh, I'm I'm if I'm a Mets fan I'm disappointed now there's been some idea they could be after Soler here I guess that's emerged in the last two days I think they should go get another bat but yeah the, the idea of the Yankee fan now look I didn't really care that much I would be like as what we do, like I try and put myself in, this is different than what we do with the fan. Like I try and put myself in the the seat of a, a Met fan. I didn't care so much that they're Yankee cast offs other than they're just cast offs and they're not guaranteeing me anything. I'm, I'm looking for a legitimate center fielder. Talk about not being some done, Chris. Yeah, you worry I mean, about yeah, the Yankees being done. No, they're no. done. Yeah, but I mean, I can't, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I mean, the Yankees, this is, they're in a different position. No matter what you think about the Mets and how they've handled the offseason, and I disagree, I agree with you, and I disagree with what they've done, they should be doing more. It makes no sense to me. They're still not in the same win now. They just hired their new GM. They're going about a plan. I think they should give themselves a better chance to win this year, but they've got Alonzo's contract coming up next year, different things coming up. Like they're in a little bit of a different spot. They're trying to change a, a farm system that's been the worst in Major League Baseball for the last 10 years of drafting and getting players to Major League Baseball, the worst in Major League Baseball. So they spend money early. They're trying to change how they do business a little bit. I didn't expect them to make big, big moves other than maybe Yamamoto. But 
What they're doing now is a joke. I totally agree. But at least they're in a little bit of a different spot. This 2024 season for the New York Yankees had to be the year you chase a championship and make and be uncomfortable in some things like the word desperate has been thrown around a lot on Yankee Twitter right now. Like this move reeks of desperation now that they've signed strong. Now. Yes, I completely agree. Show for me years, some desperation. For you're years, not what, been, what you think you are. You're, you went for, 82 and 80. 100% right. For years, we've been clamoring. They don't move like they're desperate. Like, it's okay to be where they are. It's okay yeah. to make the ALCS and lose. They don't care about Identity crisis. About, it's about chicken buckets, and it's about this, and it's about that. It's not about winning. And now when they show, like, hey, we got to go out and make a move, even if it's at our own detriment, like, we're desperate. And then we kill them for that. They should be freaking desperate. I have no I mean. problem with the Yankees being desperate. I'm desperate. I'm desperate for a championship. Go be Man. desperate. But, like – that it, that desperation needs to play into really making the move that changes the dynamic of the rotation. All this move does with Strowman is make them slight. It makes them better, and it, but it doesn't change the dynamic. You you went out and got a, a a lineup dynamic changing player with Soto, and you only have him for one year. This had to be a year where go out and get Snell, even if it hurts you on the back end more than normal. Go it out and happens. pay someone big. Go out and trade for a top press, trade one of your top prospects for a pitcher who only helps you in the immediate. And and ultimately down the road, you'd be like, man, I wish we had Spencer Jones right now, or I wish we had this, or you know, man, Prost Jones really off limits something to me. we didn't see Spencer coming. Spencer Jones off but, limits to me. Yeah. I, I I mean, on some level, he is, but I mean, not for a, a, a one. Only because I saw him, I saw him hitting in Seattle, and I saw him with Dave Winfield, and I'm like, this guy's. They're gonna bring him up as the next judge. He's a monster, and yeah, but he, if Juan I, I Soto, me... if Juan Soto goes to Queens, right? Because that's a lot. Ah. Juan Soto's uh, going to Queens <laughs> next know. year. I know. Then I know. you bring that kid up, and it's Spencer well, Jones, Dominguez, Judge in your outfield. But what if what if Soto signs and then you have Judge for the next seven years? After this year, you have a young Dominguez and you have uh, a twenty-five year old Juan Soto locked up long term. Where does Spencer Jones fit? Well, like, Spencer, I, 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 Spencer Jones probably doesn't make the major league club at all this season unless there's crazy right. injuries. So if Soto signs after twenty twenty four, you can trade him in a year from now. I right, don't know. but, I but think, I'm saying uh, if I'm hoping to sign him anyway, I I don't want to trade for a year from now. I want to trade him now, and I want to, I want to get this year's team. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I hear yeah. what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, and I guess ultimately it's it's a kind of a catch twenty two because if then if they sign Juan Soto to a long term deal, well then now I'm less all in for every single year. You know what I'm saying? Like if they would have, I wouldn't feel this way, and I don't think many Yankee fans would feel this way if it was a, a sign if it was a trade and then sign. Like if Juan Soto already signed an extension. I wouldn't be like clamoring Scott for Boris. Scott Boris, yeah. you know, Scott Boris, all Scott yeah. Boris does is bring his guys to free agency. We say his name yeah. every day because of Juan Soto, now Blake yeah. Snell, well, everyone. Pete Alonso, Montgomery. Yeah, Montgomery, I mean, Cole. He, he owns, I think that has a lot to do with the slow nature or movement of this offseason is the same owner. One guy. Like, me, the, same, the same agent has all the top clients. So he's like, I'm not going to, I don't have to make a move. I'm, I'm dealing with everybody. I'll figure it out. And he's juggling all the plates. So there's no need. He's not worried about anything. So that's why it's taken so long to make some of these moves and why they're waiting out these long contracts. Cause he knows he's like, I'm not, I have Montgomery and Snell. I know where they're going. I know the conversations. I know that I'm not going to get surprised by some pitcher taking one of my other, like, it's not like the owner for the agent for Snell is like worried about what Montgomery's going to do. Hey, Montgomery could sign any day and take away one of the, the teams I'm dealing with. He knows who he's dealing with, with everybody. So yeah. I think that's been part of the reason why we're, we're really waiting a long time for these prices to, fall because Boris knows exactly what everybody's offering. So 
uh, and where everybody's in Bro, conversations even the Shata Imanaga guy got 14, yeah. 13.5 million from the Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't have wanted to pay him after missing out on, no. on Yamamoto. And I, I, the whole time I said it, it was never Yamasoto. It was Yama Otani. It was always from the world baseball classic. I, I watched yeah. how these guys moved. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I was on record saying, eh, that's to say Yamasoto as the Yankees offseason. That means that the Yankees just like they make the biggest trade and then they sign the biggest free agent outside of Otani. I don't think they're moving yeah. like that. The guy wanted to be a Dodger. So let's put a bow on this. Uh, my closing thoughts and Chris's closing thoughts. Mm-hmm. The Stroman signing is good for the Yankees as yes. of today. Could it turn out bad for the Yankees? Could this guy go on, a, on a, a media tirade and social media blocking spree and tweeting? Sure, could happen. But I just want to believe that the guy's 32 years old. He's getting what he wanted, his dream of being a Yankee, and he's going to be dead serious and locked in about that. The Yankees – at $18.5 million a year for two years with a vesting option for, I think it's 140 innings he has to pitch Next for year. that third year. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the contract is good. So that's why I'm always like, show me the contract. Great. Uh, Blake Snell, allegedly there was a contract out there for five years, $30 million a year at $150 million that he declined. Sure, if that's the first offer, whatever. It's a negotiation. Let's see how long this plays out into spring training. If Stroman is a three right now, fine. My issue is that I don't think they're done. I think there are plenty of arms available. I also think that three out of your five starters were hurt last year. If you're going into this year with Nestor, Rodon, and Stroman and relying on these guys to be available after they were all hurt and missed significant time last year and you say you're done, I think you're foolish. And I don't think Brian Cashman, after he pointed his finger at everybody and said we're really effing good, I don't think he's that stupid. So I think they make another move. If it's a trade, maybe it's Corbin Burns. Shane Bieber and Dylan Cease reportedly aren't going to get moved. And and the last thing I'll say is, you know, the Yankee fans got to just get over it with the tweets. The tweet stuff is childish. He's one of our own. He's he's a Long Island guy. You guys built up Volpe. You built up Tommy Cutlets. There should be more love for the big (laughs) ragu. Uh, Delaware Jordan, Dante DiVincenzo of the Knicks. People forget yeah. about him. He's from Delaware, Delahue, Delaware. It's close enough, and he's Italian, but uh, he's he's a New Yorker. And yeah. I can say this because I'm black. I like to see a black guy on the Yankees. When I was a kid, I thought Bernie Williams was black, and that made me feel like I wanted to play center field. And then yeah. I'm reading about him when I'm like 11 or 12, and I'm like, oh, he's Puerto Rican? <laughs> he's not black. Stroman is Puerto Rican and black. Wears a do-rag under his cap. I wear a do-rag under my cap sometimes. Right. Like, that's something that, like, representation matters. I'm telling you, Dominicans sure. are going to be out in full force for Juan oh, yeah, Soto. Yeah. Um, Mexicans, hopefully, supporting Verdugo. This team has the chance to actually be the craziest yeah. chemistry project of different personalities yeah. and attitudes. Yeah. And, and hopefully, boom, it's the team that can get back to the World Series. And last but not least, you don't have to win the division. You don't have to be a juggernaut. All you have to do is get in and get hot at the right time, and I think they have the Absolutely. right pieces to do it right now, and they're not done. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. No, I was, to your point about the Yankee fans, too, like I, I just – I know I've been I've been at, at war with all fans lately. I, I was Mr. I wanted the Giants to lose and people – Chill. Does this yeah, guy well, work yeah, for Brian Cashman? Yeah, well, I'm a Cashman shill. I'm a tank. I, I want a tank. I don't, I don't know what competitive nature means, all those things. So I understand – I don't like rules for fans – but there seems to be one simple one for me. He puts on the uniform, you root for him. Like it's that you, you root for what's best for the team. And now him performing is what's best for the team. So I don't think it's our job to hold grudges 
or look for reasons to boo people in our uniform. But I admit he's a hard guy to root for. We'll see what happens. I agree with you. I think the contract is arguably the best value of any free agent deal that has been done this entire offseason. I think that's a, it's a no-brainer contract for him. What you get and what you paid for, it's a no-brainer. But the problem is this is an all-in year, and this was supposed to be – they had to go out and get a – rotation dynamic changing pitcher and they didn't yet so for me it's i've been saying it forever i had five pitchers it's it's burns bieber snell montgomery cease the yankees had to get one of those five guys to make this rotation dangerous and one of the best in baseball they're all still available i agree with (laughs) you I don't think they're going to get any of them now. I think certainly I think Snell and Montgomery. I didn't think they were going to get Marcus Stroman. I had it wasn't on my board at all. I I think Snell and Montgomery are off the table. I think maybe a trade is possible, and I'm hoping they they still pursue that. But I still think they needed to do that. So, yes, the the, the contract is good. He's a good starting pitcher. He makes the Yankees better. They're better today than they were a few days ago before the signing. He wants to be a Yankee. I usually give those kind of guys – a break and, 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 and hope that they come here for the right reasons. We'll see how it goes, but ultimately it's just, it doesn't excite me. It's underwhelming. And for this all in 24 season, they still have more to do. So we'll see. It's only, it's only January 12th. There is time to go make moves. All of those five pitchers I said are still available. Uh, there's different things they can do to shed some money. If they wanted to get a Snell, you could still trade Glaber Torres. We didn't talk about this in that in the podcast today, but you could. I mean, you could, especially now that you've got you've got Stroman, who's a uh, a ground ball ground pitcher. Ball you want to make sure your defense is good. Uh, you know, you could you could keep Peraza, trade Torres for someone, knock fifteen million dollars off the books. Like th- there are still ways to go about it if you wanted to, but ultimately. This team right now is a team that's a playoff team. Like you said, get in, get hot. That's all you have to do. They're a playoff team. They're a very good team. Uh, They're one of the better teams in the American League, but they are not right now, as far as I see, the team in the American League. And that's what I thought we were striving for when they went out and got the Juan Soto trade. So there's still more to do, time to do it. Stroman's not a bad – Stroman's a great contract. Stroman helps the team. We can forget everything else and hope he pitches well. But ultimately – as far as I'm concerned, this this has to be the year they they make sure that they are a World Series favorite, and they are just not right now. So they got work to do. Yeah. All right. So we're back. BXB, the Bronx yeah. Baseball Podcast, K Mac, C Mac, and you know the greatest rivalry in baseball is Yankee fans versus other Yankee fans, right? I'm content right now on the 12th. I think they're gonna do more. Chris is not content. He says they have to do more and doesn't think they're gonna do more. And we'll talk about it through the rest of the way through spring training and all of that. I mean, they have. Verdugo, Trent yeah. Grisham, Juan Soto, Cody Petit, Kevin Smith, Luke Weaver, and now Marcus Stroman so far yeah. as the so, seven guys they've added to this team. They've subtracted is. the Domingo Hermans and the IKFs and um, whoever else. I don't know. I'm not even yeah. you know, thinking about, uh, uh, you know, um, yeah, Jake Bowers. Guys, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, this is the biggest this is the biggest difference in the clubhouse in years like we talk about oh running it back running it back this isn't running it back they changed a lot the lineup looks right. different Higgy I mean, gone. They, michael king gone. gone i mean they they they're gonna look different this year and that the room is gonna feel different this year and we'll see hopefully that's something that can spark the team greg I mean, weiser gone yeah greg weiser gone yeah <laughs> the great greg weiser 
<laughs> All right, let's wrap this up, man. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. BXB, Bronx Baseball, myself, and C-Mac talking about the Yankees from now until uh, the World Series. We got to get back to one. So let's we'll see go. you on the next one. Thanks for watching on Twitch as well. Be good, everybody. We'll catch you on the fan tonight. I'm on tonight. Chris is off. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm done. It's, it's weekend time. I'm going to go have a cocktail right now. What time is Yeah, it? enjoy yourself. Let's and go. enjoy your, your yeah. boys' weekend um, tomorrow. So, you know, have a good yeah, time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll see. The, the, the only damn problem is the stupid peacock. I didn't, the, I, yeah, the bar, yeah, I got I'm, I'm going to lay into that tonight. I, I've, I, I'm yeah, going to pay mean, for I it. Have pe- yeah, I have peacock already because my sons are obsessed with WWE and the, the, WWE, the but, WWE, but WWE playoff networks games, on there. Especially, like, the playoff games yeah. should be free. Younger I'm, I'm, me, younger me would would have would have tried to fight this some way, yeah, but like, but it, yeah, I got some. Just got an illegal stream on Reddit or something, but yeah, and let's say, yeah, but I mean, it's five ninety nine. The problem for me is if you're going out, like if you made plans, like I did, I got some buddies from my old neighborhood coming up. Uh, my birthday was last month. I didn't see them, so I was like, let's do something for one of these football games. So I got like four or five guys coming up. I rented out a golf simulator in the basement of some nice bar around here. We're gonna play golf, watch the game, shoot pool, all this stuff. And then my buddy was like, "Did you make sure they have peacock there?" And I was like. Son of a bitch. No. So I call and they're like, yeah, sorry. The basement TV is like a big projector thing. There's no way we can get Peacock down there. I'm like, well, you have it upstairs. It's like, yeah, on one of the TVs, I'll have it upstairs. But I got too many guys. Download to like try it on your out. phone. Have yeah, the screen no, well, in your hand. No. No, you can't. I'm sorry. Dolphins, Kansas City in minus it's be a good game weather. that everybody's going to want to watch. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to watch that on the phone. I'm going to have to do something. I'll have to figure it out. But damn you, NFL, you greedy pigs. We gotta figure that. You gotta stop. And there you have it. We even got some football. (laughs) Yeah, some football. Some some uh, streaming talk in. Let's go at the end. Let's go, Hal. Let's go. Let's go make some. Go make a move. Get another. We out of here. Bye.